Fox, leader of the Fox crew, switched to inertial navigation. And remember the story of Icarus, whose father gave him wings made of wax, warned him not to fly too close to the sun. But the exhilaration was too great, so he flew higher and higher until the sun melted his wings and he fell into the sea. But the United States Army is not an irresponsible father, so they gave us wings of white hot old road Pennsylvania steel. Guaranteed not to melt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of Vague Zone. I am Daniel. I'm Thomas. And today we are discussing the 2017 movie Kong Skull Island, continuing our journey through the MonsterVerse leading up to Godzilla vs. Kong. And joining us for today's discussion is my wife. Say hello, wife. Hello. <laughs> Her name is Emily. <laughs> it is. Welcome to your house. Um, and welcome back to the show thank you yeah first happy, returning guest happy really. to be here thrilled yeah. to be here absolutely good to have you in my house <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome home from work <laughs> yeah it's great um thomas before we begin this uh discussion can you read for us the imdb synopsis all right kong skull islands 2017 it's directed by jordan vote roberts or voke roberts I think it's vote. Vote. Uh, vote. Yeah. Peter, we never Peter. learn. Okay. If you're upset, if you're listening and you're upset that we never learn how to pronounce the names, just write "fuck you" <laughs> and give us a five star review. <laughs> I'm a, a, a visual pronunciation kind of guy. I see a V O G T. I'm gonna say vote. <laughs> so, after the Vietnam War, a team of scientists explore an uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of the mighty Kong, and must fight to escape a primal Eden. All right, so Emily, since you are our guest, oh. why don't you lead us off with your thoughts on Kong Skull Island? Um, well, this would be my second time watching it, and I remember really liking it, um, and I did still really like it, but I think the second time around, it felt um, uh, a little bit, okay, this might be a little bit of a switch because I have not actually seen Joker, um, but I sort of imagine the experience of watching joker and having seen taxi driver is similar to watching this movie having seen apocalypse now okay it sort of feels like it's just sort of a cheapened version of something really sort of exceptional that being said i thought a lot of this movie was really beautiful and it wasn't like it it, it isn't too stupid <laughs> like okay. it isn't a hundred percent stupid it definitely could be it is about a giant gorilla um but it, there's some like actual fun stuff and really fun action, and um, and I really enjoyed that. But I did find a lot of the um, a lot of the imagery, just sort of the cinematography that they used, I thought was like pretty exceptional. But it was so cutty. Um, like I found the editing really distracting. Hmm. It felt a lot like just a music video to me for a lot of it, especially sort of the big like set pieces. You don't actually get to sit on any of these images for very long. That and they're like great. Like like it looks really awesome like there's this really fun sequence of just like helicopters taking off and like lots of shots of like through one helicopter looking at brie larson sitting in another helicopter and it looks awesome yeah. but it like it will immediately cut away to something less interesting 
Um, or maybe not even less interesting, like another great image, but it's just cutting so fast you don't get to sit with any of this. And yeah. I think that's sort of a key to like good cinema that is trying to look beautiful. Like let us like sit let with us this appreciate it. Um, yeah. and appreciate it. And so that those were some of my bigger takeaways from it. Yeah, you're abs- you're dead on about the color palette. The color palette is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, just in regards to the music video thing, there are so many fucking needle drops in this movie that, that it is just that's... a collection of music videos <laughs> yeah. sometimes. See, well, that's the thing. I, I feel like this, you mentioned Apocalypse Now. I feel like there's been a lot of just Vietnam, I don't know, just uh, parody in pop culture. And it's just so, yeah. I don't know, even... Uh, like Family Guy makes fun of like there's a joke and he's like I've heard Fortunate Son so many times like you don't know how yeah. many times I've heard Fortunate Son it's just like yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like picking on those yeah like, run through the jungle yeah, those, yeah. yeah literally those tropes like, get brought up which actually okay sidebar I just looked it up run through the jungle is not about Vietnam <laughs> even though it is a Vietnam era protest song okay. about running through a jungle it's just about gun ownership in America fun fact hmm. Um, but it's used in every uh, Vietnam movie, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely absolutely like the Vietnam War checklist, and so I was just yeah. like, okay, like if they're just gonna say fuck it and go down that checklist, that's totally mm-hmm. fine too. But yeah, there's there's yeah, it's uh, it gets kind of egregious at some points. Okay, so I'm pretty conflicted about this movie. I yeah. I feel like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, it, it seemed like it was fun. I was like half paying attention. Um, on this rewatch, I'm, I feel like I should be having a lot of fun. Like I should be really enjoying a lot of what's happening and (laughs) you know, the camera movement's great. And like, it's like they, they saw the, they saw the failures of Godzilla where like the, or the complaints of Godzilla where they were like, oh, there wasn't enough of the monster or it was like too slow or something too long. You felt the runtime and they were like, okay, we're going to turn the colors up to 11 we're going to turn the cast up to 11. Yeah. Uh, we're going to turn the needle drops up to 11, the camera movements, everything. We're going to see way more of the monster. Everything's just getting dialed up. And so it just feels, yeah, like a, a backlash response almost to Godzilla. And even Kong. I, yeah, I, I feel King like Kong. I'm sorry. What was that? Even oh, King like Kong. The, the Peter Jackson. Yeah, oh, the Peter Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Totally different vibe. And. I feel like, I don't know, I, I, that philosophy is really interesting to me. I think it's like, it's smart to do that, to like really s- stand in a different place opposite of Godzilla yeah. and the, the previous Kong movie. But also, why, why is this a Vietnam movie? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And yeah, I really just don't understand why this is a Vietnam movie. Because okay. I was reading today that it was the first draft was supposed to play Tasted... Uh, uh, was supposed to take place in 1917 and it was a very different movie and the director hmm. was like oh i want to make apocalypse now with monsters and so they completely changed it but i don't know what you're what what is really being achieved by doing apocalypse now with monsters and it has this like really sort of it feels like fetishistic with the way that it's portraying that era which yeah. is like a fucking like terrible that, era yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. young oh, men yeah. being drafted to go and fight in a war that was like unjust and what what do we get in this movie? It's just like, oh, they're getting killed by spider monsters. And it's like, okay, what does this mean? Yeah, the it, like the idea that these guys like 
got through the whole war and were about to be sent home and then got <laughs> yes, sent yeah. to King Kong's uh, to Skull Island and then got murdered by spider monsters. Like, like this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so, this is so tragic. It's like, this is your last mission. Like, he's like, yeah. And, uh, man, Samuel L. Jackson has this <laughs> incredible burden of being one of the, like, just dead-ass serious characters in this movie. It's like kind of John yeah. Goodman does it a little bit too. And yeah. he's just very just straightforward just being like, yeah. yeah, like, my duty is to do whatever my government tells me. If they want me to go to Skull yeah. Island, that's where we're going to get all these, this yeah. gate of helicopters. And, and, like, I love his speech, like, when he's doing, like, the Icarus thing. And he's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, like, I, oh, like yeah. the U.S. government, like, wouldn't give us, you know, faulty whatever material he, he, he yeah. gives his grant speech yeah, yeah. As, as their helicopters are just like rattling and just like it's, yeah, yeah they, like a lot of the, the helicopter sequences in this first yeah like, I did really like the, the introduction of of uh, Samuel L. Jackson at the beginning where he's like clearly devastated that the war is over and like yeah. what's he gonna do like I thought that introduction to him like it was that was a great character introduction you are a hundred percent clear on who this character is what his intentions are like yeah. and where that will lead in the long run nowhere good like you know yeah. it's gonna be bad from yeah. the get-go um but at the same time you uh, don't immediately hate him um even though he's sending his sending his boys back to war like yeah. for no reason like yeah well, so before was- before we continue Thomas, what are your overall thoughts on this movie? Because we we've kind of just been talking around a lot True. of things. No, it's all good. I like love the first three quarters of this movie, and yeah, I think it unravels a little bit towards the end, just because there's just so much going on, and I think that goes to, to both your criticisms of yeah, like the Vietnam thing is not an easy topic to to approach lightly and so it gets to a point where characters sort of just get picked off in a way that is unceremonious and sort of kind of <laughs> dishonorable for yeah. for like what they're doing but I think uh, looking at this movie just kind of sitting back the first time I saw this yeah I was just like chilling and I was watching uh, yeah Hunt for the Golden People after this so yeah, I was just like I'm just gonna watch two jungle movies back to back and just have a just, just kind of just watch something silly and yeah I was surprised that it was like a Vietnam movie but yeah I want to respond to what you mentioned about the Vietnam fetishism thing. And I like, I kind of understand it. It's like, I watched the Ken Burns Vietnam, you know, his 10 episode thing last year during quarantine and absolutely understand America's just inherent obsession with that era, because I feel like it's such uh, an American conflict of just like honor getting mixed up with just like uh, false information and just like, just, uh, just misplaced, I don't know, misplaced glory, misplaced everything. Just the entire administration failing and the military crumbling and just not being able to handle this insane, uh, I don't know, just war with this country they didn't really understand. And so I think framing a King Kong movie in this, I think it's a really clever idea because Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, he's like, I'm going to get this beast, this man versus beast. We're going to, you know, I'm not going to allow this to exist on earth because that, you know, it's like his, it shifts a little bit from it being like a, a war thing to just being him being dominant over just this a massive oppressive force. And it's, yeah, I think it just goes towards American bravado and it's American, uh, I don't know, just, that raw patriotism when you have 
technology in your hand, you know, you're just going to just take out anything inside this jungle. And I think that jungle is exceptionally beautiful in this movie with the creature design. I think the creature design is great. Like I'm thinking a lot about King Kong in 2005 or whatever, and there's some ugly, ugly bugs and stuff in that movie. But I think with this movie, yeah, there's it, more elegance with the animals that sort of coexist in the ecosystem with Kong. And yeah, I thought it was kind of whimsical in some parts when they act like the w- massive water buffalo gets out of the water yeah. and the yeah, stick so, bug. Yeah, the stick, the stick bug. bug's great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like I was on Wikipedia and the director's mentions like yeah, Miyazaki being an inspiration for huh. the creature designs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could, to- yeah, I could the totally log, see that. The stick bug log that makes so much. Yeah, sense. And even yeah. the skull, the skull crawlers. Like the too. He said like the yeah. skull crawlers were reminiscent of the uh, things from Spirited Away or the, the like those masked oh. creatures. And I was like, yeah, I sort of appreciate. The design mm, of the, okay. the the creatures in this movie a little bit more, and yeah, it doesn't. I don't know the the character side of it is a little rough because there's just so many characters and they just it doesn't yeah. know what to do yeah. with them. But like I don't know, it's just like a beautiful Jurassic Park esque romp that's just like it's silly as fuck. There's just so many just random jokes, you know. Hold on to your butts, you know. There's <laughs> John C. Riley's jacket has "For Your Health" on the for back of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, like, come on, you guys! Like, they're having they're having a good time, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, the indigenous characters are not going to talk. They're like, okay, let's just, just not, like we're just yeah. It's just yeah. there's just so much going. But on. But so. it's probably still portrayed them more honorably than past Kongs have, <laughs> like yeah. the native characters. I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I can't because that other one is so long. It's just it's just I, ridiculous. And so this the, is yeah, just yeah. The Peter Jackson Kong, the like indigenous population. I remember it as a very similar like covered in paint and or mud sort of mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I remember. Well, I <laughs> like, feel like I the remember the reveal, and that's it. I feel like the Brie Larson, her being a photographer thing, she has a moment. There's a few of these moments where it's just like we're just getting what she's seeing through her camera, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she has one of these moments of like bonding with the natives and they're kind of goofing off and smiling and stuff, and it kind of humanizes them, even though, you know, they don't speak. Uh, and there's this kind of wall between our main characters and the natives. It's like this bonding moment that kind of humanizes them. Hold on, our dog is crying outside this door right now. <laughs> oh. Hey, no. Yeah, yeah, come on in. <laughs> come on, Pepper Jack. Come on up, bud. Oh my oh gosh, my gosh. Up that. Another, There he is. Another character. There he is. Another Here's guest. the boy. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> He's just going to lay down so you will be able to see him. He's going to get up in five minutes and want to go back out that door. That's um, I guess I was gonna. My next question was gonna be like, "What do you think about Brie Larson in this movie?" Because I don't know. I feel like she gets a little bit sidelined. Yes. As far as like just taking pictures and mm. looking pretty and and like I don't know. I feel like it's sort of they're satisfying this like white damsel quota with her just having yeah. to have this relationship I, with Kong. Um, oop, lost my headphones. We need a woman to get grabbed by Kong and. You know, in his big fist, and while he punches other creatures. And the, like, One sec, this dog situation is not. Yeah, yeah. I gotta deal with this dog. Okay, so Brie Larson. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, yeah, Brie Larson. Um, I'm I'm not super into her performance overall. Um, I think she's better in this than Captain Marvel. I have a lot of this exact same problems <laughs> as with her performance in Captain Marvel. I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. Well, we won't talk about it too much, but I find she, um, and this might also be a problem with Free Fire, although I didn't pay super close attention in that movie too. Um, I just find she's a pretty flat emotional effect most of the time, except with like moments of exceptional wonder where she Mm -hmm. she fucking nails it. Like, like she's killing it. But anytime that could be like, 
a little bit more serious or expressing something sort of outside of her. I just don't think she's a huge range for a lot of um, situations. Like her sort of bantery stuff with... Um, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, with, yeah, with uh, Hiddleston. I'm just like very not into it like i find their chemistry like very strange <laughs> and i yeah not into it at i was all. very into it really it was really they don't force it too much i, I mean there's like the most yeah. aurora, aurora borealis <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. stumble over that um yeah they're like oh yeah they're like looking up in the stars and everything they're super romantic but Luckily, yeah, yeah. they don't like hook up or anything, so they don't, they have don't to spend too much time. He with is supposed to be sort of like extremely badass and is also extremely concerned about her all the time. So that's sort of like the definition of their relationship yeah. is is her is him being concerned. Is he that concerned about her specifically? Yeah, it... on several occasions, it stood out to me as him dialing in on her. But I think, yeah, I think talking about Brie Larson dovetails nicely into talking about. Um, the name I just discovered, the incredibly subtle James Conrad. Yeah. Um, uh, as Joseph if, Conrad. Joseph Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Um, the author of Heart of Darkness. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he, I, I, why do they need a in, exceptional tracker because when they, they're looking for a, the largest gorilla there ever was? Because they're going to need to track... Uh, the survivors, I guess, because that ultimately not, kind of but what I it, just like within yeah, the plot of the movie. It's like you're pretty sure there's I mean, a giant gorilla here, right? Is it well? Do John they Good, not know? No, I think they just know. John Goodman frames it. Sorry, he frames it as like we're going into the jungle. We don't want to get lost. Basically, I think that's just how that's okay. the basics of it. He's like, we we are the the, the nerds. We don't want to get lost. Like we're going with the military, but we just like you know. I, and okay. I think that's that was really so just like the Vietnam thing. It's like we just we're okay. going somewhere we don't understand, so we need a tracker. Okay. Because so like, yeah. yeah, the idea, yeah, because my interpretation was like, we're we're pretty sure there's a monster here, and we need someone to help us find it. And it's like, okay. and it's it's like there's a moment where he's like kneeling, doing the classic like movie tracker thing, like yeah. looking at footprints, but yeah. it's like the footprint the size of like a lifeboat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> So, yeah, I think we all know like, where the creature went. I think we know the direction he's headed. Yeah, we can see him over the trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's the uh, I love that scene because uh, sorry, not that scene, but the scene where they're recruiting him basically, and mm -hmm. it's just like this intense blue light on John. Yeah, the lighting face. is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and they're like having this conversation, and it's like right after he like takes the pool stick and it's like beats up yeah. these like guys, and it's like yeah, like I was like okay, like yeah, like they're just yeah going through the motions a little bit but yeah it's just a little it's over the top it's just you know yeah but then also bar fight for no but reason. it's like what does his character it like it doesn't matter like like it pays off in one scene where There's, he like saves a soldier exactly and that's what yeah. i was thinking the one where he takes the gas mask when yeah the death we get that cool of, green fog moment like you haven't his character has been given so little to do over the course of the rest of the movie that you've sort of forgotten about the bar yeah. fight at this point it's like we did because I, I did like and I, this was the second time through the movie yeah, this scene comes on and i'm like wait how is he doing this like this is amazing like where did yeah. he learn this is well this the whole time i'm, I'm waiting for about? it to pay off no <laughs> i'm like yeah. okay we've seen to be a badass when's that gonna pay off and it pays off for one scene that like what is the what is the importance of that scene like he saves one character but it's not like a pivotal moment no it's not um yeah that's the thing is there's a lot of i don't know ends to characters in this movie that don't feel important like you know yeah. just 
I, yeah, it's just, I think, an issue with excess. And, you know, there's no one character kind of guiding this journey, and there's no one character trying to accomplish one thing. It's like a bunch of characters trying to accomplish, like, I mean, well, yeah, John Goodman, yeah. Just, he just wants to, he wants to kill Kong, basically, and, yeah, Samuel John, Jackson. John, John Goodman just wants to prove the existence of Kong, I think. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill him. Well, I, I thought he was just like, I want to bring the Calvary, like, basically. That's what he tells uh, Yeah, Haggard. but, like... So John Goodman's whole thing is he was on a ship. He was the only survivor of a Titan attack, and it was covered up. And so for him, it's like he wa- he needs to prove that these Titans exist. And then yeah, once once he proves they exist, then yeah, cavalry can arrive and for sure. fuck them okay. up. Yeah, I but like of... his big thing is like he's deceived all these people into thinking that it's like a geological study to prove some Hollow Earth theory. But when really it's about yeah, that is true. Yeah, there are tracking these the titans down. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And it yeah. does sort of feel like his like wanting the military involved is sort of a pretext for. Um... Although actually, no, he specifically like, requests a military yeah, yeah. escort. A military. So I guess not. I was sort of thinking because like, he knows. Oh, this is the only way he could get the funding. But yeah, no, he he knows. Yeah. Um, and maybe it maybe it ultimately is that like yeah he wants to fuck these creatures up because he yeah. wants revenge or something. But then but... he unceremoniously dies. Yeah, I don't even so remember. Never... He oh, just gets chomped. Is it by a skull crawler? It's or by a skull crawler. He gets just sort yeah. of yoinked out of out of frame, and they have... that's the last you see of him. In in their defense, they do have a little fun with it because he's taking pictures with the camera and it's like oh, the flashes. And oh, true. The, yeah, the and it's in the fog. And yeah, it's a great, with, it's yeah. a great little device. So yeah. like he's dead, ha ha ha. <laughs> it's just like yeah. they're they're just yeah. It's, it feels so frivolous a little bit. Even like I like Shea Wiggum a lot. Like he was really good in this most recent Perry Mason TV show and. He's just a really good character actor when he like and him as a character uh, sorry a soldier in Vietnam is like awesome like I love that yeah. so much for him but yeah at the end he's just like you know he's like all right I'm just gonna take the pin out of the grenade and walk towards the beast and I'm just like yeah. why like yeah. his character was probably the most fun like soldier we had like like the most fun they had with any of these um like uh military characters yeah had the most backstory um, and, yeah, yeah that very very distinct I know we're supposed to care about a uh, uh, Chapman. Chaplin or Chaplin, Chapman, yeah, um, but his, his was Billy. the character that we actually liked more. Yeah, and then it, yeah, and then it's just some weird grenade gag that goes. And it's nowhere. like so. So earlier we were talking about like, okay, what is this movie saying about Vietnam? And it's like, okay, and it's also like, why do you have to say anything about Vietnam? Like uh, in twenty seventeen, but um, so it's like, okay, maybe it's that you know the u.s shouldn't be putting its nose where it doesn't belong because that's ultimately what this movie is it's like they're going to an island that they shouldn't be at and they're getting fucked up um but it's also it's also doing this thing where it's like okay samuel jackson's character packard is like throwing his men into harm's way unnecessarily and so maybe it's condemning uh you know military leadership or something like that and it's yeah and, and so like that's why we're getting these these crazy deaths, like these soldiers getting killed by spider monsters and shit like that. But then you follow that up with this grenade gag, and it's yeah. like, this is just mean spirited. Like, yeah, 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 that's the, yeah, that's exactly the term I was looking for. I was it, like, it's framed like the term? a yeah, little, yeah, like, super it, sadistic. It, sort of, <laughs> yes. it is initially framed sort of like as some noble sacrifice, but like the actual execution of it is very. It's a joke. Like this is a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Um, and so maybe it's trying to say like there there's no heroes or something. I don't it, know. Yeah, because it's very there's it no is noble death. With, like his like best friend character being like distraught do that it, he's man. doing it. Like, yeah. and it seems like it's supposed to be like genuinely it's dramatic, upset. Yeah. But the way he's killed, yeah. like you can't interpret it any way other than a joke, which it has this weird clash to it. Yeah, yeah, same with the scientists when they're having the conversation and he just gets carried off by the birds and just, like, ripped in half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I was watching that with my mom and she, like, freaked out. She was just, like, <laughs> just, like screaming during that scene. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty alarming whenever a character yeah. gets carried off. People are uh, tripping about that in Jurassic World also. And that It totally reminded me of the like, Jurassic sort of, like, World. Sort of, like, tossed around. And, yeah, and, like, it's... Which is also it's, very mean-spirited. That yeah. woman didn't deserve to die like that. I disagree. I, I absolutely love that moment in that movie. <laughs> It makes she deserved worse. It makes me but... laugh. Well, also, I was on mushrooms when I saw it, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was oh, such but a yeah, the sort screening. of, like, him getting literally torn apart, like, as a silhouette against the sunset. Yeah. It's like, am I supposed to think this is sad or funny? Like, I'm, I can't or cool. tell. Yeah, or cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, he's sort of a goofy, dumb character who's only he, played like, for jokes. He's barely a character. He he's has, like, played, four lines or well, something. Well, it's like, at the beginning, he's the, like, he does the classic, like, I'm not getting on that helicopter. Yeah. Cut to him on the helicopter joke. Yeah, so he's yeah. like clearly like a goof character from the beginning. But oh, yeah, that de- it's the same. It's the same death problem. It's like, am I supp- what? What specifically am I supposed but it's to feel? A, but then it's like the rest of the aesthetic of this movie, where it's like wacky fun. Like we're literally getting like first person perspective down the barrel of guns, like shots, and yeah. we're getting like canted angles, like zooming in on like um, the. What's John C. Riley's character's name? Marlo, um, when he's fighting the Japanese pilot, we're getting these like twisty camera angles zooming in. And so it's like, it. part of me feels like, so, so before I read that uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts had decided this should be a Vietnam movie, my initial thought was maybe he read this script, saw that it was like a Vietnam Kong movie and thought, that's really fucking stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing we could do is just make this spectacle and be silly about it because it would be ridiculous to try and say something serious about the Vietnam War with this Kong movie in 2017. Um, but I, yeah. now that it's no, now know that I know it's his idea, I, I don't know what the fuck to think of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, he just might be stuck on the human flaws of military leadership. And I think you sort of mentioned that and. Yeah, that's what I latched on to, especially on the second viewing of this movie. Just, yeah, just Samuel L. Jackson as, as Packard just being just incredibly determined on just finishing this goal. And even when they're sort of the end, they're like, hey, like, uh, the, uh, the, what's this guy's name? There's just so many characters in this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the the guy who, Billy's dad, he's dead. And they're like, okay, like, he's dead. Like, like, okay, let's just go back. Like, we can't kill Kong or whatever. And he's like, no, like, we're I'm doing yeah. this not for him. I'm doing this for all of the men that that he was taken so yeah it's just like this bravado this gesture of the military sort of avenging the deaths that they're also causing and yeah i just sort of parallel that as as an allegory to just yeah just for the war itself and i don't know i think that it's such an american war and it was such an american thing i think that's why it is just permeated into our culture so much to where it's just one of those pop culture things that that it's just it's gonna stick around it's just it's kind of like our it's more close to us than World War II because there's so much World War II fetishism out there in film and like there's just so many I don't know there's yeah it's fantastic World War II movies and just uh, so many fucking awful there's just but tons there's also another war where we were sticking our nose where it didn't belong 
that is more recent that feels yes. more relevant to make a commentary on, which is the war in Iraq. Absolutely. And it's like, they how would how would that. we feel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't. can't. But how would yet. we feel if th- this movie? What? Well, first off, it would be kind of weird if a giant gorilla was in Iraq. But like, Yo, that'd be fucking. That's sick. the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he just emerges in the desert. Like, comes um, out of a cave somewhere. <laughs> it's yeah. But it's oh, like, man. it's we accept this, like, pulpy, dialed-up-to-eleven portrayal of Vietnam Kong movie. Yeah. Um, but, like, wh- a lot of the criticisms we can make of the Vietnam War, we can make about the war in Iraq. Absolutely. And so why do we accept one portrayal of the other? It's just time. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's literally time and one is slightly more quote unquote fun than the other. And so it's easier to just be like, oh yeah, it's like, it's a Vietnam movie about, you know, this is, well, I was thinking as you were saying this, like, yeah, it feels like, like action figures sort of like, there's a lot of just like bodies discovered in this conflict when they're inside of the ship early on, there's like just the military in green and all the scientists in blue. And I was like, yeah, I was like, this feels like, a bunch of like Legos or something. It just like it just feels very like I don't just d- detached to me. I was like I don't know. like all yeah. these characters are going to be gone by the end of this movie. And- I read that there ha- was like at least a scene or two, so like a significant amount of um, like Brie Larson backstory that was cut. Um, that I think was trying to flesh out her like anti-war photographer sort of. Um, hmm character arc oh i heard there was like a four hour version of this movie yeah and and i think and i i just read that specifically there was a a good chunk of her character arc that was cut and not not necessarily arc but like backstory um and i think it is uh missed (laughs) like i think that but although maybe not because i'm also sort of concerned like did would it have had good politics (laughs) like like would it have been smart um and insightful because it's like, um, does this movie like at its core have interesting important things to say about like conflict and vietnam specifically like um i'm not positive um but it would have been interesting to see at the very least yeah i don't know i think I, th- I think it is one of those cases where it's like the best we can do is just make is just like fully dive into making a spectacle movie and yeah we're like, sort of Maybe it feels like we're fetishizing the era, but really what we're doing is we're infatuated with the pop culture of that era. We're we're fetishizing Apocalypse Now imagery and these soundtracks and the films that we associate with the era, not necessarily the era itself. The know. needle drops. Yeah, the needle drops, baby. You gotta yeah. have them. <laughs> you gotta yeah. have the trees on fire. Um, yeah, it has so much fun with, yeah, just like the fun stuff. It, it wants to have... A veteran from World War II in a Vietnam era, and then have yeah, just like have jokes about yeah, we landed on the moon. Which war? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just it seems very playful, and yeah, I I guess I sort of forgive it for that because yeah, it, I feel like you know, were talking about this earlier. It feels like it's a direct response to the very morbid and serious King Kong movie that we've had before, and I don't know. This feels like it just wants to be the Saturday cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon version and just be super yeah. silly, but yeah, it's just. But it's like, like I feel like, yeah, because I feel like the way that it is shot, like the gravitas that it adds to images, um, it's not just goofing around. Like it has a like serious like cinematography bent to it. Although it is pretty flashy, I don't know. I, so, I thought it was so really playful. pretty. <laughs> it feels like a video game, but. Um, yeah, I yeah. I, I, like I feel a comic like, book. I, I think this was like the cuttiness of it. Like there, it, it's like something 
something was shot that could have been a serious movie, but they're cutting it up so much that you like can't even tell. <laughs> like mixed in with really goofy stuff. Um, yeah, and I don't know whether I would have preferred a serious movie. Probably not. Um, I think I probably would have wanted something sillier. Yeah, something maybe like, not drawing we, like, on one of the like, great all... atrocities of American history. <laughs> so I was gonna say, like, we've all in our well, in our lifetime, we've gotten a serious King Kong movie, and mm-hmm. we did not enjoy it collectively as a culture. We all I, shat on it. I don't know how serious it was. Have you rewatched it recently? Like, no, the... I, I, I I so wanted to shoot it. I really don't know it, in it, man. Like, like it's silly. We watched a scene or two of it. Um, after we watched um, Skull the, Island, yeah, and like. It like the bugs, they're gross. Got Jack but it's Black like, in it. Yeah, it's got Jack Black. How serious could it possibly be? Um, it was. It's, it's like the most serious thing he's Kong, done. Probably. Kong like shuffling on ice, like very unsure of himself in, in New York City. Like, like, come on now. Like, that's not. But that's silly. Like, that is yeah. that's goofing around. No, like, they, I don't know. Like, if they played it for last. They have Naomi Watts there doing her damnedest it's to make so, that. So there's too. no way. But I mean, there's the scene we watched is the T Rex fight. Because Daniel yeah. remembered him tearing a T Rex's jaw in half, um, and it's yeah, yeah, it's like there's there's it's like really goofy. It's like there's it just increasingly it's just, more T Rexes. It's, it's like, like there's one T Rex, and then holy shit, there's a T Rex behind him, and then just when he thought it couldn't get worse, there's a third T Rex. Yeah, and then they all I, fall into this big net, yeah. and then Naomi Watts and a T Rex are swinging back and forth, they're like opposite each other, and, and the T Rex is still trying other. to eat her. Trying it's to like, chomp her. When's your priority a, as a T Rex be to survive? <laughs> Is but a fraction of that of that movie, and I so it, enjoyed that movie. And I, yeah, I've, I've like I, I don't think I've seen it since theaters, but I remember it being yeah very long and yeah just there's I, dope. I had a very but, yeah. fun theater experience with that movie with all my friends in high school. One of those one of those experiences where you go with everyone and everyone you know, and you take up the whole row, the whole row in the theater. Okay. And so I remember during the bug scene in particular, when everyone's getting eaten by millipedes and getting swallowed by these giant. <laughs> foreskin looking like bugs so foreskin looking yeah they're like they like slide out of themselves like there's something very gross mm. i guess it's probably yeah. more something really hot thing. About <laughs> like, these. yeah but yeah, i remember like phallic looking things and, yeah, yeah very phallic just, i remember just like leaning forward in my seat in. and looking down the row at all of my friends at like 15 of my like high school friends just watching how grossed out <laughs> all of them were just like recoiling and then like one person my one buddy at the end leaning forward forward <laughs> he was just yeah. like so yeah. into it yeah he was really into give it, it. Give um, it bug. yeah yeah that scene is great and i feel like this movie's like attempts to go in that direction like there's the spider scene where like they turn around the guy has like the stem down his throat but yeah yeah, yeah i don't know yeah there's, there's stuff like that yes yeah, it's, it's like super graphic but also just like yeah it's, it's ridiculous that it's a giant spider walking above them and they have to like they're bringing out the machetes you know they're cutting through the brush but it's, it's like it's legs and so yeah it's just it's ridiculous but yeah in my memory i'm a little more harsh on king kong i <laughs> i'm almost hesitant to pick it i don't necessarily think it's good i'm just i'm just not convinced that it was trying to be deeply serious i think it was trying to more be just like a. Modern... I mean it does end with that like tis beauty who Killed the beast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, it feels more like he's like, just specifically right, trying to, like, just remake the original yeah. and just up, sort of update the imagery. You know, yeah. pull a, pull, pull a Vince Vaughn psycho on it. Gus Vaughn Sant. Gus Yeah, I feel like Peter Jackson has a sense of, uh, yeah, he has a sense of humor. So he has yeah, to do exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely, but, he does. But I don't know. I at least 
I don't know, maybe I need to go back and rewatch it, but that's not going to be my choice this week. I'm not choosing <laughs> okay. King Kong. So we've talked a lot about the Vietnam War. <laughs> yes. And we've talked a lot about Peter Jackson's Vietnam Kong. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of act, the actual creature, Kong, in this movie? He's sort uh, of a I stumpy boy. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, uh, I am guess, uh, I don't know. Let me like say that again. I think this design is is good. I think the design of the creatures in this movie are all pretty good. And yeah, it's like he feels a little small, but I think they mentioned that like yeah, he's not full grown. He's pretty in this big. Movie. And so they sort of big yeah, boy. But he's still yeah, still smaller <laughs> than Godzilla, like, but still big still, boy. Still relatively massive. Yeah. I yeah, I yeah. wasn't his. Um, I just sort of feel like that the the wide shot of him when he's standing. He looks really cute. He looks like a little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Like he's got these like adorable. these like big broad shoulders, and he's all sort of <laughs> chunky. Like he he's sort of built like a like a human toddler. Sort of like where oh, his yeah, legs are is. really little. Like but he's, his head is well. They enormous. had a baby do motion capture. <laughs> <laughs> throwing helicopters around uh, yeah exactly but i like i really love it like i love how he looks and i really like that they went that direction versus versus the um once again the peter jackson like trying to go more hardcore like an actual moves, like a gorilla yeah. like 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 on stuff. all fours yeah. like um but there is something yeah. just a little goofy about like the silhouette of him because it is just like, like a weird he looks huge but yeah proportion wise, yeah, he, he looks like like a I think he looks sort of like a child, yeah. which maybe that's kind of cool. Maybe that's part of it. He's supposed well, to be young, seen, a little naive. Have you seen not... Honey, I Blew Up the Kids? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. <laughs> they just painted over that for, for this movie. Because yeah. <laughs> um, next week on Vague Zone. <laughs> oh, man. So ready. Um, but yeah, I... Okay. I I love how he looks, and I really like all the monsters, like the spider monster, scary and gross and horrible. Yeah. I love it. The, Wonderful. Like, the stick bug. I hate Delightful. it. Delightful. <laughs> like, the skull creatures, I think, are kind of a letdown. Um, like, they should be bigger and gross. It's just weird to me, because it feels like they're they're going to have calluses and like all over their they stomachs. They sort of look like weasels. Like, they're and weasels snake, are not that scary. They're, they're sp- snake-like on the underbelly. I think that's the way they excuse it. Mm. So like, okay, maybe they're just also, like, okay. Are the eyes in the pits of the skull or is it like a skull-like face but their eyes are located elsewhere? No one knows. <laughs> all right. He's never decided. Well, yeah, I think I think what <laughs> the in, I think well the inspiration of um like the Miyazaki thing with the spirit creatures is like it's more mask-like so maybe there's uh-huh. like eyes under like that. Yeah bone like thing yeah. it's like a like, it's like a bone dome they got on there bone dome maybe they use some sort of <laughs> come like, on down to the bone <laughs> dome let's not let's cut I'm gonna cut we're gonna out. have a party at the bone dome <laughs> damn it uh, <laughs> this episode's just gonna be called bone dome no um, this is serious conversation about dome. the creature feature the, like the bugs two men enter They're one man leaves <laughs> the bone dome <laughs> snake-like beast that have taken out a generation (laughs) i i sort of just felt like the big one should be bigger like it should be very big like if he killed both of kong's parents like like who were presumably bigger than him like if he killed every one of kong's species and the only reason kong is still alive which is not explicit but it's sort of implied is because the big guy's been asleep um like he should be fucking huge and he's big but he's not like that sort of like oh my god, big! He's just sort of yeah, that's bigger than like the, the squid. The squid is big. The squid is squid big. Was big. The squid yeah. was cool. Kong didn't chew enough when he ate that squid. That was <laughs> my complaint. I was like, like mm, I'm not believing the physics here. <laughs> 
he's, I like image... say, he's the youth. He doesn't know how to eat sashimi <laughs> just yet. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Chew his food. Yeah, it's like, I've, yeah, I've had calamari. I know how chewy that is. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know. That seems is a trip because I feel like, yeah, it, it uh, that's, I feel like the CGI was showing a little bit and that seemed like the... Kong looks good, but it's the, cool. sea cre- the sea creature wasn't really selling. It's me, wet. But... I, I actually <laughs> yeah, really liked. Yeah. I really liked that scene because it felt like it did not. Ad- like it felt like one of the few scenes that was like, "This is not advancing the plot," but we're still gonna chill here for a little while. I mean, every music video Kong... scene kind of didn't advance the plot. Yeah, I guess so. But this felt a little bit more because it was sort of quieter and slower. Yes, there is like a monster fight in it, but it's mostly like. Kong got beat up and he feels kind of sad about it. Like, now he comes yeah. and now he's got to deal with this shit. And meanwhile, our dude is just sort of like at the waterline, like really scared. Chapman, who then just unceremoniously dies. They're both dies wounded soldiers in the moment. Ten minutes later. Um, There's a parallel there. Yeah, and Kong just gets to sit <laughs> yeah. there and eat his squid and look at the sun and have a little think. Um, that's nice. I do like when Kong has the chain propeller. That was very cool. He whips it around. It's a good, good, good moment. Like a, what do it's you call good. that? Is that a morning star? Um, what do you call it when it's a chain? I think a morning star might be a stick with a mm. spike ball on it. I don't know. Someone will know. A mace? Oh, or know. It's either a mace or a morning star. I'm getting mixed up. Oof. If you know yeah. the answer, write into at VagueZone <laughs> on Twitter. Say fuck you, but leave us five stars <laughs> on, on whatever channel. What do you, what, who hosts iTunes, you guys? iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I was going to ask, uh, just because I have to, what do you think about John C. Riley in this movie? Because I feel like Wonderful. he's doing Love so, him. He's doing, the, he's just, yeah. Oh, well, all right. If we're going to talk about John C. Riley, though, we have to talk about that ending where it's like with the, the, su- the Super 8 camera thing where i was like is free larson shooting this like what is going on <laughs> yeah they, nice. they just take it they just take it aside because i feel like there's too many stories to wrap up so they give us the one that would theoretically be the most because i think to see he is that. ultimately the main character the, the movie begins and ends with him it is about yeah which is odd it kind of becomes about finding him and he's the one who leads them to freedom in a he's way the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah he's the voice of he's reason he's also a little bit of the like doing the fish out of water the crafty veteran to learn stuff yeah like, i was like kind of taken aback by that the first time i watched this i was just like wait a second like he's sort of hijacking this movie a little bit because yeah like samuel L. jackson is in it and john goodman is in it for like heavy on the first like 20 30 minutes but yeah it gets a little jumbled once it sort of progresses towards the end and yeah, then people start getting taken out, and they're just like, okay, yeah, I guess we're going to stick it, with John is, C. Riley throughout this. It is a little strange, because, like, we have introduced two characters who are already supposed to be the voice of reason, which is Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston. And, Tom Hiddleston. and, and now it's like, we just have one more, but... I love him. But he's like, he's he knows great. the island. He knows that Kong is just defending the island. He only yeah. attacked the helicopters because they were dropping bombs. Like. Yeah. And it's like the other, like, I do, I would have sort of hated if it was like Brie Larson or Tom Hiddleston who would have been like, the like he's peaceful. I know. Because I, uh, I watched yeah. him for 15 minutes. Yeah. Pretty sure he's he fine. He saved a buffalo. He's cool, guys. <laughs> like, that would have been dumb. Like, versus John C. Riley, who's been here for so how like, long? We have to believe years? John C. Riley. Uh, yeah, it's like, of course. Like, of course <laughs> Have you seen knows. his jacket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like the, the reveal with the rocks as they're like turning. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. really simple thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, it's like, you know, if you have, the camera and you can move you know if you have this means like why not just you know do little things like that and they're just to 
just to, you know add a little you know a little visual flair, small stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for it. And so like when they're the big one where it's just like Kong with his arms spread out. It's just, yeah, just like yeah. he is just like this dominant godlike figure on this island and. Yeah, and I, I like John C. Riley. I think they could have even dialed it to 11, gone a little bit further, and had him just gone full samurai. But we <laughs> have him pass the sword off to Tom Hiddleston. We're just like, oh, you guys are like, you copping yeah. out a little bit. I think like, it could have had old I man Riley. <laughs> Finish your thought. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, say you're going to have old man Riley with the, with the, I don't know, the katana. That would have been beautiful. Yeah. I think it's kind of disappointing that they're like, oh, yeah, I made friends with the uh, Japanese fighter pilot. Can we learn that war is senseless? He's dead. Yeah, uh, I have his katana now. <laughs> like it's like, why couldn't he be alive too? We could have like a nice, like, very nice. Yeah, that we could have had a nice dynamic nice. between these characters. Maybe they're speaking oh. in Japanese, and like the other characters don't know what they're saying, and they're having bonding I moments. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I am so sad that wasn't part of the movie. Yeah, because we needed him to have lost something. That's how he knows the skull things are so bad. Um. But like, yeah, did it have to be his his best bud? Even if they had to kill one of them in the movie, oh, having the two of them together, I'm fucked. Yeah, I feel like it's like <laughs> a, a this huge. Terrible. I, hate it. <laughs> I, I feel like that is like a huge like misstep on that. It's like, man, you guys like easily could have kept this character around and done some really great things towards yeah. the end of it. Yeah, I'd like that. And we would have had an Asian yeah. character with some lines because <laughs> yeah. like like all the natives don't speak. Uh, yeah. Tian Jing is in it to like appeal to the Chinese audience. She has, I think, three lines, and she's the way she's introduced. It's like, oh, by the way, a biologist is here, and she's just kind of standing there. She does literally uh, nothing. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, Eugene Cordero is in it to for have a someone explain Hollow Earth theory to her. That's the only thing she does. She exists. Yeah, to it's so off. disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's, it's this. Yeah, there's just too many characters in this movie. Too many characters. And, yeah, and that's just yeah, that's the point. One of the biggest oh, criticisms. Oh, my favorite, I have my favorite. Too many characters is um, so two groups who've been apart. I'm, I can't remember if it was Tom Hiddleston's group and Samuel L. Jackson's group. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And they sort of converge at a river um, together, and they're like, "Oh, you're alive, and you're alive, hooray!" Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and Samuel is like, "How many do you got?" And Samuel L. Jackson is like, "It's everyone. It's just, it's just us." And it's like you look behind him and it's the crew we've gotten to know it's like all the named characters um or named or named ish you know yeah people we recognize and then in the in the fight in the like the uh dead area against the the skull crawlers people are getting killed left and right who we have never seen before yeah. like where did these people come from which party yeah. were they a part of like I the guy with the minigun like, on top of that triceratops or whatever yeah part of the one of the guys samuel L. jackson gestured to is like these are the only people who've survived there's suddenly like 10 more people <laughs> who only exist to get killed yeah classic like sort of star trek move but at least star trek they like walk by at the beginning of the episode <laughs> yeah. so you like, know they I've exist never never seen these people before so not only does this movie have too many characters and not know how to kill them off it properly it adds more characters unnecessarily just to, to kill, kill just to yeah. kill them off. yeah it's like that is fucking amazing yeah. <laughs> oh man I'm, lo- I'm loving it even more it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just so it's just so egregious yeah in some in some areas where yeah it's just like i don't know just 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 silliness on top of yeah just this insane vietnam thing yeah just it's Vietnam allegory that we've seen plenty of times. And so, yeah, just fun, um, fun times. <laughs> so I think we're winding down on Kong. How do you how do you rank it so far compared to Godzilla? Better than Godzilla? 
worse than Godzilla? Um, mm, I don't know if I like this more than God. I'm <laughs> I still I'm still a sucker for Godzilla. Yeah. I, I I enjoy this movie. I think it's I think it's great. I think it has a lot of really just silly moments. But yeah, I still think I like Godzilla more. But I don't know. This is this is a, such a surprising movie. I feel like this movie is. It could have been so much worse in so many like I don't know, but for what it is, I think it is it's fairly solid. It's it's eye candy. It's it's junk food. It's just pure junk food. It's the class, yeah, the classic like. Yeah. Well, this could have been worse. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> and it wasn't. I had a great. Time. Which is like the bar for action movies these days. Well, yeah. oh, this wasn't awful, I guess. Yeah. And so I get yeah, that's yeah. the category. It's been Not awful, a I guess. Fun <laughs> movie to see at a drive. It would have been. Re- I didn't see it in the theater. I wish I would have seen it. I saw it in theaters. It was oh, great. Oh damn! Actually. Maybe I no, you didn't. didn't. <laughs> no, I you didn't. You saw Godzilla in theaters. <laughs> I, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, I think this is the way more watchable movie, uh, just because it's like has your attention all the time. It's really fun. Like the camera work, so much energy. Uh, but I think Godzilla has all of the great moments in Godzilla completely blow this movie away. Um, yeah. There are no, yeah. there are no like exceptional scenes in this movie or sequences that match Godzilla at all. Yeah, um, that is very true. Um, yeah, the overall, the overall, the the dog is back. Yeah, the dog. the dog. If you can he's, hear it on the mic, just, he's just weeping. He's like, let me in. He wants to be I have opinions. So <laughs> yeah, he's got lots of thoughts. He's like, Kong was great. Uh, you're all you're wrong. wrong. Kong is better. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, this definitely sort of maintained a higher level, like uh, than Godzilla, um, to me, for me at least. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's nothing exceptional about it. There could have been. Like I, I see where like exceptional moments could have been, and I feel like yeah. it's all missed opportunities. Has um, better characters. Yeah. Uh, characters, more engaging overall. Characters are more fun, more likable, more engaging. Um, I would even go as far to say I would I love the Vietnam setting much more than like the really drab San Francisco Hawaii. You don't like, like the revamp of the Bart logo? That's my favorite part <laughs> of the movie is that it's uh, they're in a Bart station. I think they even say they're in a Bart yeah, station, they but yeah. they clearly didn't get the rights to the Bart logo. Yeah, no. <laughs> Same with like uh, what was it Oakland Bay Area Park? It's like, yeah, it's just, it's like, like that's. Like those are the, like those are definitely words we use. But not, like, not like not in that word. It's like man, that movie is just ridiculous. But yeah, that's I, so I, weird. Yeah, I, just, I don't think yeah. I noticed. That. I love a fake San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good fake San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah I I I like Skull Island more than Godzilla. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, but. Maybe I'd have to watch Godzilla one more time because I didn't. I did not rewatch the whole thing with you yeah. when you watched it for the pod. Um, yeah. What about you? I'm assuming Kong. Kong. Is, I think Kong is the better yeah, overall watch. Kong. It's yeah. more. Co- <laughs> it's more coherent. It's more coherent. Um, the characters, like I said, the characters better. Everything's dialed up. It's just more. It's just a more engaging watch. Um, it's just. I, I really. I. I really hope that. Gareth Edwards gets a good, solid script to make a movie out of. Yeah. Because I, I want to know what a like a solid Gareth Edwards movie is. Because I feel like he's always kind of he's doing. I, I I get the sense he's doing the best he can. <laughs> this dog he, is really losing it outside of our door. Yeah. It's so distracting. We're having a really hard time. That's, and I think that's the thing. That's the case for um, 
uh, yeah, for Jordan Vogue Roberts too, like the fact that he had one indie film and then like here's Kong Skull Island, like here, yeah. like like we're gonna plug you it into like, like a this lot like, of monster franchise. Can you imagine? It's Ooh. fucking ballsy to like go all out the way he did for Kong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that sort of explains I think a lot of the like a uh, lot of my music video complaints. Like like he's got a lot of good stuff going and just no. need and was given a lot of money and maybe needed like a couple more like small budget things to really sort of like hone in on what exactly he wanted um or wants in general like a general filmmaking ethos perhaps um because it feels like a little bit like now i have the money to do everything i've ever wanted yeah. so i will <laughs> in yeah. one movie. or or it's like i have the money to do everything i've want i want I better not fuck this up. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, and that's maybe. that's the, what I kind of think Gareth Edwards' approach was. Mm. He went from making monsters to being like, "I'm trusted with Godzilla," <laughs> and it's like, okay, like this is a script I didn't write. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like Jaws. I'm not gonna show Godzilla too much. I'm gonna focus on these characters, and unfortunately, the characters aren't good. Yeah, if the characters were good, would have been a solid movie. Um, King Kong, it's like what's up? Nothing. King Kong, it's like, <laughs> he comes off an indie flick, he gets all the money to do this thing, and it's like, it, it, it seems like he just leans into the opposite direction, and it, it works, and good for him, you know, making that decision. What's he done since Kong? Does anyone know? Did anyone I heard research? he's he's attached to the Metal Gear Solid movie. Interesting. But he has, there's been nothing hmm. big I don't know since what he's done since then. Skull Island? We can edit this I, out. <laughs> we'll make it look like we knew. I didn't see anything on on the wiki i didn't see any other movies he's, he's done a lot of tv stuff that, that oh is but it was very... before oh he's just done a lot of your he's done seven episodes of you're the worst <laughs> huh so either metal gear solid has been in the works for a long time which it probably fucking has yeah um yeah it's still only <laughs> quote unquote announced I'm, I'm i'm thinking what's gonna happen is it's he's attached to metal gear solid a bunch of hype gets around him metal gear solid doesn't work out he he does a passion project and the hype is already there to support the passion project. Oh. That's my prediction. That's my conspiracy for Jordan Vogue Roberts. <laughs> well, I sort I of like feel it. like I like, I'll tinfoil hat though. I think we're gonna get a lot of the passion projects coming out in the next couple of years because anyone with passion has just experienced a year where they get to do nothing they get to except their time think about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've yeah. already talked about Black Bear, which was I feel like a part of that a little. Well, maybe not mm-hmm. spawned by that, but you know, at least yeah. a production in that. So yeah. Yeah, it's I'm very happening. excited for the next couple of years of things that are going to come out. Because, yeah. yeah, people have had to actually wait. Like, and not just directors. It's like production companies are, are ha- like have had to wait. And it could go yeah. the other way. It could be like, well, we haven't made money for a year. We really need to crank some just bullshit, bullshit out. Bullshit out, yeah. Reality or, TV. The movie. Which, I, like, I've anticipated a resurgence in, like, horrible reality TV like there was in the writers during the writer's strike in the early 2000s. But, um... Yeah, I can see Not that. sure if that's manifested. I just like saying well, it. I haven't actually looked anything up on it. Well, um, animation's booming too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's great. Like, that's really cool. Um, but I'd like to think, I hope the way it'll go is that um, all, people are going to start pitching really amazing, well thought out projects with a ton of people potentially attached to them already. Because all actors and cinematographers they haven't been working either like they've had a lot of time to read a lot of scripts what they actually want to do um so i think there's at least the potential for a lot of really spectacular work to come out in the next few years which would be really fun to see yeah 
All right, I'll I'll double down on that prediction. I'll say Daniel Day Lewis is going to come out of retirement <laughs> for the eighteenth yeah. time. He, he's going to pull a Joe Pesci. He's going to come back to the acting game. He's going to get one more Oscar. And then, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in King Kong. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to play the monkey. He's gonna, his, his last line on film is will be let them fight. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, one last little thing that we didn't talk about. Oh, this is so unrelated. This isn't good. We should cut this out. Okay, I what? just really liked um, yeah, Daniel and I talked about this <laughs> that uh, in Peter Jackson's King Kong, Andy Serkis plays King Kong, and he also plays a character. He plays the captain of the ship, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Captain yeah, or first yeah. mate. Um, in this movie, the actor who plays uh, Chapman. Chapman also does the mocap for King Kong. And he and Andy Serkis work together um, in the uh, Planet, Planet of, of the, the Apes, Apes movies. Huh, interesting. Um, so doing the mocap of the Apes for Apes. was the passing um, of the torch. Is, the yeah, monkey torch. The, the ape torch. The babe. coveted the monkey torch. torch. <laughs> um, That's crazy i was literally watching planet of the apes today <laughs> yeah he did this not is, so yeah. yeah he played kuba wow. in in the second and the third he didn't play kuba in the in the first of them which i always forget if it's dawn or rise no um <laughs> but whatever the first one is toby kebel or cabell did not play kuba but he played him in the next two movies when he's a larger character um and uh yeah that's crazy it's a fun fact. <laughs> That's Very a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Hollywood is a trip. Just, yeah. Just... yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, Thomas, what have you been watching lately? <laughs> so, this week, I just got to give a shout out to AJ. I watched Nausicaa, and it was fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, I'd never seen it before. And, yeah, I'm trying to just follow up on my recommendations for movies a little bit better. So, if someone says, <laughs> usually I'll write it down, but I won't watch it. So, now I'm like, okay, if someone tells me to watch a movie, I'm going to make sure I watch it. And, yeah. And so, yeah, speaking of that, you've been suggesting Paranoid Agent. You've mentioned mm-hmm. it like a few, t- few times on the show. So, I said, screw it, I'm going to buy the Blu ray. And so, I watched the first two episodes. Okay, so yeah, you set like you, you set up the atmosphere perfectly, and I love like the the entire setup of the show, and it's like yeah, this mysterious character, but also like the music. I think is like mm-hmm. really noteworthy. It's like, really the, interesting. Yeah, like the intro song is just like insane. I'll like be watching it like one a.m. and like it's like really like a loud song to be playing in the middle of the night. Just like yeah, yeah. Just, like, like, <laughs> you like, cannot like, fall high. asleep while watching Paranoid. <laughs> Yeah, for our uh, viewers, I'm going to play a little clip of that at the end because that song is just so fantastic. And I love when they just go all out for a theme song like that. Yeah. And yeah, just also the second episode had great music. It sort of reminded me of Samurai Champloo, the episode about the little kid. And yeah, there's like kind of like this beat that's sort of going along with, you know, just his downward spiral as this, his life is falling apart. And yeah, yeah he like makes that. So you, you've seen the, uh, the series, Emily? Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever still seen... For the final <laughs> episode. Like, I, I've seen a lot of it. Daniel and I have started watching it many We've times. We've tried many times. Many, many We get, times. like, five episodes in, and then we just get distracted. With yeah, it. and this last time we got the farthest that I'd ever gotten. And um, since you've only watched two episodes, I won't, I won't talk about it. But, yeah, it's probably five or six episodes in. Maybe six? Maybe I'm not sure. Um, okay. And, yeah, it's exceptional. And I don't know why we've never finished it. It's so it. fucking good. I don't know. I, I, I think because I've seen it before, it's just like I, I lose interest <laughs> no easier. Push, yeah. Um, For sure. But going back to that theme song, though, have you read the lyrics to that theme song? Are they translated on the. Uh, yeah, they're TV? translated on yeah. the screen. And, yeah, it's just absolutely wild. Yeah, and I feel like it touches upon a lot of what that show is about. It's, and like the imagery of the opening 
uh, credits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the mushroom cloud. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this dancing. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a, a, a strange package. And so I'm really happy that you recommended that. And yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, it's having fun with the conventions of just what an anime is a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's the hallmark yeah. of a, a really, a, a really strong show especially when it's like one series it's 13 episodes it's sort of just like one club, yeah like you know one piece and so yeah i'm really excited to sort of do like you know two episodes a week and yeah cool uh, yeah that. paranoia agent and shin godzilla i feel like are excellent compatriots yeah um, sort of there are definite companion works post-war yeah. japan post-war immediate japan, post-war japan and also I, I think like you just said yeah playing with the conventions of anime playing with the conventions of a monster of a, like, movie a, kaiju, a godzilla a kaiju movie <laughs> yeah, a godzilla yeah. movie and spe- like in particular um yeah in, in very similar ways mm, good stuff yeah so yeah that's what i've been watching this week what have you been watching uh we watched so similar to you how you did two jungle movies in a row we watched tropic thunder i think the night after (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no we watched it the night before the night before (laughs) okay yeah um and they both play run through the jungle (laughs) yeah oh that's great yeah Um, yeah so when it came on in kong i was like did they play this already like earlier in the movie like like how many korean songs are in yeah (laughs) there's two i looked it up Um, what did you think of Tropic Thunder? I'd seen it before. It was like, ah, oh, yes, I saw this when I was about sixteen, and it feels like a movie I would watch when I was sixteen. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It's like Tom Cruise is the best part, I think, uh, just because it's like it's, I can't. It's so weird Tom that Cruise, it's Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> it's not interesting choice. It's yeah. not nearly as funny as when I was, uh, you know, just after puberty. The blackface stuff is funny. weird. <laughs> like it's very like yeah, I was gonna weird. say, I was just like the Robert Downey Jr. thing. Like that is like not aged very well. No. We yeah, and it's like Oscar. it's <laughs> like, like he got nominated for best supporting actor in that movie. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that changes everything. Whoa. Was this two thousand eight? I think I think the nomination ages worse than the role <laughs> <laughs> because like the role, it's like it's a joke. But I think it's like a six-year difference, like one wine that was made before another wine. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they're both going. To... Yeah. So there's a black character <laughs> bad, who there's a black character who's playing opposite of Robert Downey Jr. He's like uh, the rapper in that movie or whatever. Yeah. And like uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if you give this character more and you let him be the voice of sort of the audience's frustrations, then I think that. I, I think the Robert Downey Jr. role won't be as bad. Yeah, it and it's like he like, gets a little bit. He of gets that, a little bit, but... and like those scenes are good. Like, but it's like he doesn't actually, get enough. Of but it. not nearly enough. It yeah. comes on way too. Long and so it's just like it's like now we're yeah. just watching Robert Downey Jr. do black. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for too that long. Movie, like, that movie is fucking so insane. Yeah, just as like a piece as a whole, it's just yeah, it's like they're making fun of a movie production. Yeah, and it's just like they're going very deep into their own roles and yeah, getting a little in over the head. And yeah, there's like the whole joke about. I'm not going to say the R word, but it's like, yeah, don't go, you know, yeah. don't yeah. go full down. Don't go also, down that, that road. Also, that has not aged very well either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's... And it feels is... like Ben Stiller is just, like, putting his heart out in this movie because it's directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah it's his last, like, full push in, like, this ridiculous, like, Adam Sandler kind of world of comedy where, like, okay, it's going to be silly. We're going to get kind of racial, kind of yeah. weird, kind of edgy. And I'm like, no, like, you're a little, like, you're it doing really this does feel sort of <laughs> the like, wrong way. Yeah, because it was 2008. Like, this was the last year they could have made this <laughs> like it really yeah. feels like yeah they, this boy. was the cut our, our freshman year literally is our yeah. Okay, like, yeah. but it was that right was 
before, just, but it was just, just before change. Ricky Gervais would have been in this movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah, this movie. It's also. I feel like this has a weird. I'm trying to remember the cast of this movie, but yeah, it's like Steve Coogan and like. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, yeah. Has Danny McBride, so it has like that early 2000s of just like this ragtag casting of just all these people who are just Nick really Nolan. contagiously funny and so there's like this, this who's who of like you know kind of the fucking comedy world in like Hollywood I'm surprised Seth yeah. Rogen didn't show up in this yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah he definitely I feel like he might like made a camera yeah we're like was uh, yeah, he in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was he God, wasn't he but he definitely oh yeah and Bill Hader's in it I think oh, yeah, yeah yeah Bill Hader um, there you go that's your connection that's uh, close okay. enough yeah um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I had no memory of Bill Hader being in it. That was a total surprise rewatching it. I don't think I knew who Bill. Hader I mean, was his part is pretty small too. Uh, yeah. uh, Jack Black being. Speaking of uh, yeah, Vietnam and war things. Jack Black being addicted to heroin in that movie, I think, is a, a, a very funny choice. <laughs> and having him just unravel towards the end is somehow that's movie. like the tamest part of the movie too. Yeah, him just being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It it's almost, like okay, who it cares? Feels like this is supposed to be a more controversial joke, but now it's that's like so that's like, like right, the basic whatever. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. Actors it's, the, it's the only long-running joke that has actually pl- like would still play okay like, yeah. to a contemporary. Audience. We don't care about drug drug addicts. No, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, feel no, free no, to make fun no, of them. Uh, yeah, he's just like tied to a pole just like yeah. Just, yeah. Just, the american mental health system has not improved since 2008 yeah. this is fine yeah. this is fine go wild blackface oh, yeah. hasn't gone anywhere either. it's like it's still out there if you fucking want to find it it's, yeah it's, it's yeah the movie it's interesting you guys watched tropic thunder i was like was that like a choice i'd like, never okay, seen like, it before and it was yeah, just like it just came why. up on screaming and i was like let's fucking throw this on who cares fuck everything okay. <laughs> we're watching tropic thunder yeah, yeah it was yeah, definitely like, um Definitely a quieter two hours. Than we, <laughs> we were in for complete a blockbuster silence. comedy. <laughs> Twelve years ago, oh we were God. fucking I, white knuckling I, our <laughs> our chairs. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that in theaters. That like yeah, the sort of in that post high school whatever yeah, era. I'm just, yeah, yeah, just like summer it's after high school. Just so ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like yeah, just all of those movies are just over the top. And yeah, I feel like those that era of comedy also just did a lot of mining of just people saying horrible things and so yeah that's what tom cruise that's why you, you mentioned tom cruise being the best part i was like that's like my least i don't know i don't like les grossman very much in that movie <laughs> I, I i think it's just the best part because it's tom cruise like i just like that tom cruise is in a movie <laughs> well I, that was i remember sort of yeah because it's so it weird it's fun to see tom cruise it's weird that it's tom cruise when he just shows up it's like oh, yeah it's, like, oh, it's not good. Mission, it's, also, it's not mission for, impossible I'm glad. and yet yeah. here he is yeah yeah, I felt like it was also sort of like a, a mini redemption moment for him because people were on the fence about Tom Cruise for a I lot of reasons around yeah. the era. And I don't think um, also uh, Mission Impossible wasn't quite on that full, like, oh, yeah. Brad Bird steps in and it it's awesome now sort part. It was definitely a downward Yeah, I think time. that was like right around the Philip Ooh, Seymour Hoffman one. Yeah, J.J. Abrams was making. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. He needed this movie to be like, see, I'm a Scientologist and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I can be yeah. goofy. We're all having a laugh. We're, We're having a great time making a movie. We're just having a goof. I'm having a so much, look, I'm dancing. I can't. I'm just yeah, him dancing dance. over the credits. It's just like, like, all right, this is like a 90s movie now. You're just going to dance over the credits. Yeah. And that's how it's like, yeah, that, yeah. Ridiculous. Good choice. I'm, I'm happy you guys are picking goofy, goofy movies like that. Um, that's, well, that's I also watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Because nice. my buddy Jeremy, when Sonic the Hedgehog came out in theaters, he was like, oh, it's actually very good. 
Um, it's I'm surprised how good it is. And then a few <laughs> weeks ago, I saw him post on Twitter. He said, I have to make a confession. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. And so I was like, well, I guess I have so to watch this now. Stepped it up a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't just he enjoyed it. It wasn't just good. He loved it. <laughs> so I watched it. And it's like a totally competent family movie. Like it feels like it's kind of in the same vein as a Marvel movie. But for people, it's like your kids are too young for Marvel. Take them to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. It offers pretty similar thrills. It's totally fine um i was surprised yeah, it is easily for you. okay go ahead before you go, uh, have you seen detective pikachu i have i saw it in okay. theaters i was drunk so, so, so did i <laughs> so was i so was um yeah I, I yeah it's like that it's just like silly family it's just like so know, wait have you seen sonic the hedgehog yeah okay i think yeah, sonic, sonic i think sonic hedgehog. is better than pikachu I don't know about that. Um, I do know about. Well, that. maybe I. I had yeah. <laughs> maybe I have to rewatch because fucking uh, Detective Pikachu because Jim Carrey is fantastic. But yeah, go on. I'll let you. Detective Pikachu has that weird shit where it's like, oh, it turns out Pikachu is your father, <laughs> and also <laughs> Bill Nye is Mewtwo, <laughs> you know, and Suki oh Waterhouse is Ditto, <laughs> and he's been having her. Ditto change into Suki Waterhouse this whole movie. Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, honestly, yeah. though, when you put it that way. That sounds like a far superior movie. <laughs> you <laughs> like, haven't seen Sonic that That stuff is great. Just, just yeah, the well, reveal so- that Pikachu is a human man this whole time. Yeah, I, that's yeah, I didn't want to interrupt your, your rant about Sonic because I think Sonic is great. I think, yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous given I was also on tons of painkillers sitting there with a broken arm <laughs> while watching this movie. But yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, the only people I've seen this movie were on drugs somehow. <laughs> and it was broken great. <laughs> Yeah, what about the like the yeah, just like James Marsden is like he's just charming, you know, he's doing his thing, he's just a- acting a- opposite. Everything of... is fine. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> is fine in this movie. <laughs> it is a completely fine movie. I loved it. I loved yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Uh I don't want to spoil it really. Yeah, like your theories about where the the sequel is going to be heading. Uh, well, Tails is tracking Sonic. We know from the post-credit scene. Oh, now we'll never get to fully enjoy this movie. Oh, stop, stop. We don't want to, can't spoil Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, do you think they're going to do. No, no, we're going to continue talking about this. Uh, (laughs) Do you think they're doing the Smash Brothers initiative where it's going to be like a video game (laughs) cinematic universe or something? No, I think they're just going to double down on on Sonic lore. So I think it's going to be, uh, or at least what I read is like Knuckles searching for Sonic. Detective Knuckles. Gonna, yeah, he's well, yeah, he's going to have. He's going to be voiced by Ryan Reynolds, and mm. so he's going to be looking for Sonic. I don't know. I, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting that yeah, they're just going to go a little bit further in the Sonic direction and not this other like you know cr- crazy crossover thing because I I. As much as I would love to see it, I don't think I think it'd just be like just a mess. Just no, because we're gonna disaster. get we're gonna get the Mortal Kombat movie in like a few weeks. So like the Smash Brothers movie, it's just it's another fighting tournament. But you got Mario, you got Sonic, you got Is it gonna know, be gotta live make... action? Are they Wait, gonna got... cast Mario as a human person? An Italian man? An Italian man? Plumber? Are they gonna bring John Leguizamo back as Luigi? Oh, I would love that. Or could he be Mario? No, they'll probably have him be. Bob Hoskins died. 
So, so it's got to be John. Leguizamo. So it would be okay. What we do is we have John Leguizamo in the Luigi's Mansion movie. Mario's a ghost, played by a reanimated Bob Hoskins. <laughs> CGI Bob Hoskins, who's actually he's in, he's actually has more screen time than John Leguizamo. Well, it's like a, he's billed as it's like a grandma Tarkin. Technically, he's the lead. God John damn. Leguizamo would be a great Mario. No. <laughs> You love Joe. I do. I do. Well, okay. And he was Mario. in. Hmm, maybe Jean Favreau could be Mario because they were in Chef together. <gasps> It'd be fun. Yeah. He's big. Brie Larson is Samus. <laughs> this movie's writing it. itself. This movie's writing itself. <laughs> Netflix call call up Vague Zone. We got it. We'll do it for you. Figured we'll it all do it out. For free. We'll do it for free. <laughs> uh, WandaVision. What'd you think? WandaVision wrap up. Um. I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a little, like, you know, kind of ridiculous as kind of the fights in Marvel movies tend to get, but I really enjoyed the scene with Vision. I'm going to just keep praising the portrayal Vision. of Vision in the show. I think they they hit the nail on the head. And, yeah, like, their, like, conversation inside of the library as they're just, like, rotating around each other. Yeah. I feel like that would have been something that would have been so appropriate in, the, in like, the Matrix Reloaded of just, like, yeah, it's, like, Neo and Smith are just, like, sort of just having this conversation <laughs> midair, just, like, floating yeah, around. Instead of... It reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, just, like, the whole um, ship of Theseus things. Yeah. I just love the whole conversation. And, yeah, I don't know. The Wanda stuff, I wasn't quite latching onto, but I, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, her little rune reveal and her, her fight with Agatha was kind of cool. And, Agatha's yeah, more I, I guess fun I like before she died. Like, yeah. When she was Agnes, she was yeah. just a more fun She's character. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to like this whole show has just been strange. And I was talking to some other buddies about this. And I was like, yeah, like it it just doesn't really feel like a TV show. It feels like a piece of this Marvel machine that we right. are all a part of now. And yeah. We had a couple had a couple episodes to. there where it was like, perhaps this is a TV show. And then it's yeah. <laughs> it, actually, I I actually tweeted about this show feeling I didn't think it had much longevity built into it, yeah. but I actually don't think I feel like they could have more moments with Wanda and Vision because those characters continue to exist. You know, there's a the family dynamic yeah. that happens, but but the format, the sitcom format, is done. Which is a shame because yeah, there could have been a lot more of it. Like I think they could have stretched some stuff uh, out. I don't know if they, they needed to. So I I, I think. But I did really, yeah. there's a lot of stuff I really enjoyed about the show. And the only thing that just baffles me is the Evan Peters reveal. Like, I'm not, I feel like there's probably people out there who are, like, yeah, upset by yeah. it. I'm not at all upset. I'm very confused, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that is one decision that I maybe, like, I assume I there's going to be more to it just because no, it's I don't think so there will confusing. Be. I, I think I it's know. like, so Kat Denning says she recasted her brother. And... I think it is on a meta level. It is working with a recast that the audience wouldn't immediately poo poo. That it would get them excited rather than confused immediately. Okay, so they they wanted and to so recast they're on the hook. Quicksilver. They would have used. Well, no, it's not. It's not recasting. It is that just he is a person in this town. Uh-huh. He is Ralph Boner. It's a dick joke. At the end of the day, <laughs> they cast Which, the guy yeah. from the X Men movies but, for a dick joke. Yeah, it's like. They were doing a dick joke, but it didn't have to be Evan Peters. It could have been any person being. Yeah, but it, it, I feel like because it's Evan Peters, it works on a completely different level. And I think they wanted it to work on that level. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't seem very fair that they tried to like have both and yeah. have this really like sorry this really sincere reveal and moment with you know her brother coming back and you know this is 
her only fucking family member. And then, like, yeah, like, this dick joke at the end, which I, as it's happening, I was just like, this is not good. Like, this is <laughs> not, not the hallmark of, like, a show I want to, like, recommend to people. Be like, yeah, like, they have this really nice thing going on where they're playing with expectations of his character and casting and all this nuanced thing. And, yeah, it's his character's name is Nick Bellin at the end. <laughs> like, like, you're Marvel, dude. Like, you're, like... Like, come on, like, you really want me to, you know, go to theaters well, and see this multiverse of like, madness if you're going to be making dick jokes? Like, <laughs> with us knowing that the multiverse is a thing in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so now, now what you're telling me is not just, it's, what we know is almost certainly that those X-Men characters do exist. Like in a multiverse, because we've established that there's a multiverse, and we know. But we don't know that, that those X Men characters exist. Right? But it's a like the whole idea of a multiverse is that anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> like we're so we're like, like. But what are they going to so tap into? What are they going to tap into? But now it's the idea and that not only Danny's do we joke. as an audience know that there's this other universe that exists. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't ever loop it in. But we as the audience know it knows know it exists, and we know that within this universe there's someone identical. To the Quicksilver actor, whose name is Ralph Boner, <laughs> who's yeah. just who's just floating around and, and also happens to get looped in to this specific storyline. It sort of complicates the overall sort of multiverse uh, I, through line. I, I think we me. have heard yeah. that Deadpool, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, is going to be looped into MCU. Haven't yeah. we heard that? Yes. And so if that's mm-hmm. the case, that Deadpool is looped into that x-men yeah. universe so yeah yeah so yeah there so now we're dealing with a uh continuity in which evan peters is an actor he is both ralph boner ralph and boner quicksilver and quicksilver mm. that's uh presents a complication it's just a, <laughs> it just seems a little too complicated for me to think that they are just gonna play it off but yeah that headshot really makes it seem like it's just a dude <laughs> named boner <laughs> yeah. just um, a man yeah, I, named boner yeah i feel like <laughs> they, Bone like, dome. they like went down <laughs> yeah they went down a road they shouldn't have gone down i feel like they should have just left that alone a little bit and just stuck with stuck with wanda stuck with vision because i feel like there's a lot of really nice like you know yeah. character moments between both of them these characters are both really good and yeah i think they just want to do the marvel thing and they just want to be like hey like guess what like there's gonna be this happening and this and this and like there's like they're just so excited about all of the properties yeah. and all the possibilities but also simulta- simultaneously being aware of fans jokes and fans expectations of things and yeah i don't know just uh I, yeah it, just, it seems a little sadistic and, and like not very fun <laughs> yeah like, i do yeah it's sort of pull like, the rug under you it's exactly like, it's a fun killer which is like, what is this if it's not supposed to be fun? Yeah, like, what is the what point am of I this? doing here? This is only for fun. Something else. Who am to I? It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a vision conversation. <laughs> I think the season started really strong. It felt weird. It felt scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it slowly turned into a typical Marvel thing, mm-hmm. especially with this ending where it's just her and Agatha throwing Laser magic pipe. balls at each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, Beams. I I think ultimately I'm disappointed because it started off feeling mysterious, and it's like if you're gonna have a mystery, you have to have people investigating that mystery, searching for answers. And then when it, like I said, like when it gave us the answers, it they weren't 
they weren't presented in a satisfying manner. It was external characters being like, here's what the deal is, rather than having Wanda or Vision come to these discoveries themselves and have satisfying character moments. Um, So if you're not going to do a mystery, don't do a mystery and just give us the answers immediately. Have us know immediately that Wanda has built this um, false reality and then we can play with the tension of Vision trying to figure out where Mm -hmm. he is and Wanda keeping him locked in that. And Wanda can be the villain. We don't need Agatha. I don't really know what Agatha added to this show. Yeah, or precisely what she did. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm genuinely not... I, yeah. I don't remember how it was sure. revealed she was the villain. It's the thief. She got a theme song. <laughs> she got a song yeah, in a spooky basement. Yeah, I think she just literally just starts telling her, like, I, I forget exactly what's the moment that pushes... I like yeah. you know that yeah, causes it, but I think remember. she just starts telling her, <laughs> and yeah, and also I think is it could the I think simply the answer is like there just needs to be someone who is this other superhero who can be pushing our superhero to the point where the powers sort of get further. But yeah, I don't know. There's just for, for as a TV show that it didn't really work as a whole. It's yeah. just not quite one thing, not quite the other, and. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing, but I still I had a lot of fun watching it. I feel it feels like a really strange, like social, <laughs> like experiment yeah. almost of like this, like Disney Plus show that like is at the tail end of Marvel that people are all kind of, like we're all like a little shaky on like we don't yeah. know if we want to stick around for this Marvel thing and like we're like still watching it and the fact that we have Vision memes popping up is making me happy. So yeah, it just seems like this. You odd love thing Vision. That, just love him so much. He's my boy. Vishon is my boy. Vishon? Yeah, Vishon, yeah. That's 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 his uh his actual name. Vishon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's the main thoughts of WandaVision. And so yeah, are we gonna start a new series? Uh, there's uh, uh well you, Falcon it's... and Winters. Oh oh fuck, yeah. I don't know what the next series is but, gonna be. When does Falcon and Winter Soldiers come out? Winter Soldiers. Uh, like two weeks. Okay. Well, then I guess it'll be or, that. <laughs> uh, I'm down. I mean, I, I was on the fence. I like, it doesn't like spark any interest. Yeah, in I'm not yeah, that I'm interested, not interested either, at all. But <laughs> it's something to watch. People are going to be talking yeah. about it. We'll, we'll be part of the discussion. Yeah. I know my, my buddies I play Call of Duty with are going to be all talking about it. Okay. So yeah, do it, do it for the homies in Korea. <laughs> uh, what are we watching next week? Your pick. Uh, okay, so this is might be a controversial choice, but since we are leading up to Godzilla versus Kong, I thought it would be appropriate to go back and to watch the original fight. So I'm choosing King Kong versus Godzilla. Yay! 1962. Ooh, totally down. <laughs> I was really for, hoping you picked that. Yeah. Sweet, awesome. And for our viewers out there listening, it's available free on YouTube. So there's literally no <laughs> excuse not to watch this movie. It's it's one click away. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked to see this. I bought Gojira from the store the other day. So it's nice to go back and watch the older ones. But yeah, this is interesting because there's so many eras and yeah, it's 63. So I love that I since we started famous. this MonsterVerse thing, we haven't strayed from Godzilla or Kong. <laughs> that we're just yeah, like good. fuck yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna buy that box set before this year is over because I oh, want to yeah. watch uh, the Showa first. era Godzilla. We yeah. got it, dude. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's sick. <laughs> and we've never watched yeah. it, so maybe no. We we've watched. We watched some of it. We watched like two or three. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> There's like fifteen. There it's like almost <laughs> like most of a disc. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah. Dana just Sweet. got it for the cool art on the cover. The art is amazing. The yeah. art is rad. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is it Criterion? Criterion, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Crazy, crazy good. So yeah, that's the next movie, King Kong versus Godzilla. If you would like to contact us, you can email us, vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you have some suggestions or questions about Godzilla, we can definitely answer all of those trivia questions without even checking a reference. We got it all in our head. If you like to tweet at us, at vaguezone, you can tweet at us. We're on there tweeting all day, so let us know if you have some movie questions. So yeah, this has been episode 30. Uh, I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. Thank you, Emily, for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, Emily. You're welcome. All right. Till next time, folks. Yeah. See you on the floor. Bye.